0: and welcome to Talking SME, our quickfire chat with business leaders. I'm Jane O'Gorman, Director of 10 to 2, Experts and Flexible Recruitment, and today I'm very pleased to welcome Louise Towler, Founder and MD of Indigo Tree Specialist Web Design Agency. Hi, Louise. Welcome. Hello, Jane. It's
1: good to be with you today.
0: Yeah, absolutely. How are you? Very well, thank you. Good. Bit of, a, bit of a wild morning out there. I think autumn's definitely arrived. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, it's good. I think we need it. So, Louise, thanks so much for joining me. I think it'd be lovely if you could tell me a little bit about what inspired you to, to follow your career path and the driver for setting up your own business. Okay. Um,
1: well... It was actually when I was really young. Um, at the age of six, I loved reading and I read a Ladybird book about Marie Curie and the, how she discovered radioactivity. And that was really what inspired me. I was absolutely fascinated by science and physics. I also read um, another Ladybird book about Charles Darwin. So, with a sample of two books, I had one male scientist and one female scientist, and I thought, oh, that's good, I could be a scientist. What I didn't realise was that actually, you know, it wasn't so common, especially back in those days, for women to go into science. But I really, really loved just having that curiosity about the world and how things worked. Um, Then in my early teens, my parents signed me up for a computer course at one of the local schools in in the long summer holiday. And I I sort of negotiated with my mother. She wanted me to do tennis in the morning and cordon bleu cookery in the afternoon. And I negotiated computing in the morning and cookery in the afternoon. And I programmed my first computer. Um, It was the size of a desk. And I can still remember the first program I wrote, adding up all the numbers from 1 to 100. And, and the output came out of the computer on punch tape with holes in it. And I had to sort of decode the binary. But it, I can just remember how excited I was that the answer came out. I, I typed in these things one end of the computer and this answer came out the other. And from then on, I was hooked.
0: by such a lovely story.
1: Yeah, I persuaded my dad to buy a BBC Micro, learnt to program that, was still interested in maths and science, and went on to study it at university. Well, I studied maths and then and did computing as well, and then after that went into software development.
0: And then setting up in your own, what was the driver there, Louise? Um well, actually it, it happened because I'd I'd been a software
1: developer. I'd moved a little bit more into quality management. And then I got married and had a couple of children. And we moved to the United States for three and a half years of my husband's job. And when I came back, um, I didn't have a job. I had two small children. I think one the oldest was about six. And then I had a sort of two and a half, three year old Um So it was pretty hard to find work. I didn't want to go back to commuting into London. So I basically offered to help out at the children's school with the school website. And after about a month of helping out with the school website, one of the teachers in the school came to me and said her husband had a business in the centre of Berkhamstead and needed a bit of help with his websites and would I be willing to help him? So I went along and had a chat with him and then Googled on how to set up your own business and register as self-employed.
0: Amazing. Out of tiny acorns, Yep, eh? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Gosh, well, no doubt, no doubt you've had a number of highs and lows over the past number of years to get where you are today as a, as a successful leader in the tech sector. Can you, can you describe some of these and, and how they influence Louise.
1: I think the, the highs are very definitely when we hear from clients how much a new website can change their business for the better. And that's I find that really powerful. And, and some of those organisations, which are commercial businesses, We also work with local charities, and and that can be really powerful as well, Um, feeling that we're genuinely helping people in the local community. And I definitely have that passion to want to help people. And the way I can best help people is by providing them with a fast, performant website that generates money or inquiries or, or whatever it is they're wanting to achieve, In terms of lows, I think the hardest thing is actually sometimes just running the business, keeping an eye on the cash flow, dealing with people, and especially during the pandemic, just trying to make sure that everybody who works for Indigo Tree is is just well and feeling okay in the circumstances And actually just making sure that we have a business that is sustainable and run in the best way possible, because it's sometimes quite hard to to know what the best approach is. But I I now have a a great team um, around me who really support me in doing that. And I've built that up over the years.
0: Yes, I'm sure. With that, as you say, there's probably a lot of learning, and now you're in a very good place. You don't
1: need a qualification to run a business. You, you no. can start it without knowing anything about finance, without knowing anything about employment law, without knowing anything about health and safety, and how to do your VAT return. All those things, you know, that you, you there's no qualification you can get to. To you just have to learn those things. But my philosophy is that i just surround my try and surround myself with people who are good at doing their do and leave me to to be good at doing my do so which is why i work with recruitment consultants we have an hr consultant we have a firm of accountants so we we have people who can really support us in some of those areas which i'm not so skilled at and knowledgeable about
0: yeah that's good advice and 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 good tactics (laughs) um as a female leader, uh, Louise, in what seems to be a male-dominated industry, what what do you consider the barriers in attracting women to STEM roles? I think some of the barriers are
1: around the way the industry talks. It can be quite strident and not, not always aggressive, but sometimes quite direct. Um, a lot of developers, things are black and white. There's not always shades of grey, and that can sometimes put women off. When there's um, women are more collaborative, they're, they're less. I, I, in my experience, they're they're less likely to want to take all the limelight. They they just want to get on and do the work. The the other thing that um, I think. We've certainly noticed when we're recruiting is that female developers will look at a list of qualifications or skills, and unless they can tick off every single one and go, yes, I can do this, 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 and this, they wouldn't think about applying. They wouldn't necessarily have the confidence to apply. Whereas male developers, they they won't necessarily lie about their their skill set but they'll definitely be a bit more gung-ho about um yes well I know about this and I know about that without necessarily knowing it in as much depth I think in general females are, are less confident about their own abilities but they shouldn't be we're, we're all learning and what, actually what I'm looking for in in any recruitment for any role is somebody who's interested in learning and has the right attitude. You can, you can teach people how to code or how to do project management, but you can't teach them how to be a good person and communicate well. That's more innate. That comes from within. And, and actually, females are very good at that in general.
0: I agree, obviously. <laughs> but that's a very powerful message. I mean, what, what more do you feel could be done? I mean, obviously, we've seen that and we see that in terms of you know, that confidence or that ability to put yourself forward. But what more do you think could be done to level the gender balance in tech? I think that right from a really young age,
1: girls need to be encouraged to not view things as gendered themselves. Mm -hmm. You have parents saying, oh, you know, maths is hard and... Boys tend to be better at maths and the same with the science and and I do think people children in general meet adults' expectations if you If you tell a child that something is going to be hard, they will find it hard. If you tell a child that that's that a subject is more for boys, they will view it as more for boys. and actually, I just think you shouldn't be talking in that gendered way well. just need to make things non-gendered and not gender shouldn't even come into it I'm not defined by my gender it's a label that other people give me
0: what what would you say then to encourage others particularly women interested in tech I would just say to
1: them, it can be really fun and not just the creative and the design side, but the actual figuring out how to solve problems, how to deliver something, certainly for websites, how, how do you deliver that page in the browser that's as beautiful as it can possibly be, as speedy as it needs to be with all the interaction and all the functionality that the client requires. And that sometimes can be a really interesting problem to solve. And solving problems is, is genuinely fun. And there's not always one right answer. Sometimes there's a number of different answers, and it's working out the one that fits the best. So it isn't always black and white. And I genuinely enjoy solving problems. And that might be in code that might be in business, it might be helping a client figure out the best way to say something or present it. And that's what it's about. It's not just about, um, you know, being in this male-dominated industry of of typing code all day. The, The best developers are the ones who actually understand really well how to put themselves in the client's shoes or the client's customer's shoes and then figure out what the best solution is. And I think women can be really good at that.
0: Yeah, that's really great. And I think that puts so much colour on it, Louise, in Thank terms of, as you say, not thinking about just a black and white, but everything else that comes with that and the fun and the creativity that, you know, is part and partial of the work that you do. I still if- get a high
1: when I see a website that we've developed launch. I still get that fission of excitement, even after hundreds <laughs> and hundreds of websites, because it's
0: fun. It is genuinely fun. Amazing. If you could give one, just one professional tip to budding entrepreneurs, particularly in your sector, and obviously you've had a great journey and it continues to grow. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But that one tip, if you could give one tip, what would it be?
1: Surround yourself with people who are really good at doing what they do and concentrate on doing what, what you enjoy and can do really well so don't think of of just trying to do it all yourself anybody who's a budding entrepreneur should should really try and get advice from the accountants and the solicitors and the hr people and and just don't assume that you can't afford it because the cost of buying that side of type of advice in versus Trying to do something yourself and then not necessarily doing the right thing can be it, it, it doesn't doesn't make sense. And also really value your own time. So think about if, if you can pay someone 15 pounds an hour to do something and you can charge yourself out at 100 pounds an hour. Well, pay them to do it. Yes, it's a cost, but you can then spend your time doing the things that are of most value to your business and then i think the other thing that i learned really quite early on was don't don't be afraid to employ people who are better than you
0: strong strong advice and good words louise that's very very useful thank you so much for joining us today and for this valuable chat it's been a pleasure talking to you you're most welcome i've enjoyed it as well great (laughs) And to our listeners, I hope you enjoyed our talking me. Look out for future episodes coming soon from 10 to 2, Experts in Flexible Recruitment.